Hello everybody and welcome to a new episode of Semi-Pro. For completely unrelated reasons, we are watching Batman 89. My name is Josh Clements, or Brit Edit. And I am Dalton Barrett, aka Barrett Digital. It's been a long while since I've done it, I slipped up. But we have a special guest today. Our uh, our, our good buddy, our, our old chum, if you will. That's where you're supposed I, uh, to push yourself. Uh, <laughs> I'm Colin. I'm here uh, again. I did nothing to be uh, granted back uh, to the podcast, but I'm here. I'm having a good time. Uh, I... <laughs> is this the best... Um, is this the best Batman theme? Uh... uh, uh, uh. I would say best, but not my favorite. It's certainly yeah, the okay, most yeah, I'll, iconic. I'll, I'll that. That's what I was leaning. I was leaning, it's probably the most iconic, maybe not the best. I think it's easily the most iconic. Maybe next to like animated series, even. Animated series is is gotta be up there, too. I don't know, it's just so... I, 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 I'm a huge Dan Elfman fan, period. No matter what he does. Um, I just really like his style. He's got the perfect mix of um uh, i guess i think tim burton said it when talking about this movie dan elfman has the perfect mix between light and dark mm. and so i think i think that applies here too oh created on characters by bob kane oh we have just <laughs> Not i'm watching this on uh dvd and dalton the boy are watching this on dcu but <clears throat> DCU has not launched outside <laughs> of the US, and it's really annoying. Quit complaining. I just want to watch Batman the Animated Series. So here's here's the thing, and you may know the answer to this, Colin. Why didn't they commit to the 89 logo, the 89 chess logo? I think, I, I would guess it's because the classic oval they have here is just because it's like it's more iconic, whereas... Like the the eighty nine logo was like specific to this movie. Like if they use just like the comic logo, like it's gonna draw more eyes. Sure, I, I guess, uh, but, but I don't. I, uh, I feel like they're close enough. They're gonna tear down that statue, by the way. Oh, classic. <laughs> that was topical. <laughs> Contemporary. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's already dated by the time this comes out. <laughs> um, I, uh, I I gotta say, I do. I love this opening so much. Like the fake out. Yes, because you you think you know what it's gonna be, and I think it's also aged well because over the past uh, what has it been thirty? No, it's been yeah 31. thirty years, thirty one years since this came out. We've seen Bruce Wayne's parents die so many times. Um, Bruce Wayne's parents and Uncle Ben getting shot are the two things right. next to death and taxes that uh -huh. will never escape us. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so. It's so clever to to do it like this. Only Tim Burton so, would have thought of this. So that, you know, like, I don't know. There's no way he could have thought of it like that, though. Because it's like, he wouldn't have known that Batman's, the, the death of Batman's parents would be so oversaturated. Well, I don't know that he thought about it as being oversaturated. I just think it was a fake out. People already right, knew right. How, how, how Bruce Wayne's parents died by getting shot. Like, people knew that Batman's parents were dead, so I think he just thought of it as a fake-out. I just think it's aged really well because of the oversaturation. Right. It's oh, the, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
And so like when when fairly newer fans come to this movie, they're like, oh yeah, uh, Bruce Wayne's parents. This is the origin. And it's like, oh no, wow, how neat. And I think people yeah. win. I in. mean, you do you do see it later on, right? Uh, is the is there a flashback in this one? Yeah, because um, yeah. uh, spoilers for this thirty-year-old movie. Because <laughs> I they, love this they... scene right here. Hold up, I just want to this matte painting. Wow. It's the worst effect ever, but I love it so much because it looks something straight out of the animated series. <laughs> they um yeah they they flash back to it because of the whole uh, dance with them in the pale moonlight thing. Like, right, you That's see Jack right. say that. I forgot about that. I forgot about that whole plot point of this film. <laughs> You forgot about one of the main reasons <laughs> the film's famous. Yes. Uh, no, when's, not the uh, when's the last time we, we've seen this? I, I haven't seen it for a good few years. Uh, really? A couple months ago, I think. I watched it around Crisis time. Right after really? Crisis came out. See, I, I, I turn it on like every couple weeks. <laughs> See, <laughs> so you, you watch this the same way I watch the Raimi trilogy. I watch oh, the yeah. Raimi trilogy three times a year at least. I do mm. the same thing with Scott Pilgrim. Mm, nice. Ah, uh, you simp. <laughs> I'm just looking for my Ramona flowers, man. Don't judge me. <laughs> I don't know why, but this... Uh, do either of you two watch wrestling? Mm. You, you did what? I don't, the, personally. The guy who's smoking the cigarette... Okay, I'm going to wait a minute because this scene is so good. <laughs> it's incredible. And I've got a little bit of trivia on it when we get to that point. The uh, the cape looking like a bat was that done uh, before this frequently? Yeah, I think so. Okay, it was definitely done in the comics a couple of times. Right, I think it just kind of depended on the artist. Because really like different like... artists are like, oh, some are more stylized, like Todd McFarlane or norm and then like you know you have your neil adams which is like oh it's just like a guy in a bad costume i really like the way that the dark knight did it uh by mm. explaining how the cape does that it was great right me and dalton were uh, talking about this the other day but something i appreciate about this costume so much is like and i don't know if this was intentional or not but um, like the texture makes it look like a gargoyle. Real quick, I'll let you finish that thought. The uh, the I'm Batman line there uh, was actually improved by Michael Keaton and was not in the original wow. script. In the original script, it said I am the Knight, and he changed it because he thought that sounded ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and I still agree. Like when I hear like the I am Vengeance, I am the Knight quote, it always like makes my skin crawl because it's such a cringy line. And so I really like the I'm Batman line there. And it's just become iconic since then. Um, but yeah, back onto the costume. We were talking about that that texture where it feels like it's made out of concrete. But I, I mean, I personally think that's just the way that they made it. I don't think it was intentional, but it, you, you're right. It is a gorgeous look. Right. Do you know, um, apparently, Michael Keaton was like deaf during filming just because... Yeah. Like the, the the suit was so thick and he couldn't really hear anything through it. Well, it's crazy that think... the claustrophobia he feels. He like he was like, oh, it adds to my ability to play Batman because I was just constantly annoyed. <laughs> I think it's um, like it's the technology of like how they make these suits now, like. Going from even like this to returns, like the quality shift is crazy because like they figured it out, you know. I, and and 
it's the the Spider-Man thing, right? Like you watch the first Raimi Spider-Man movie and the costume, it's it's good and I like the design, but it's just such a uh, a, you can see in some points the the webs coming off of the suit and and the lenses right. don't look as good. But as they went on, they've gotten better. And now here we are, you know, 20 years removed from that. And now it's, you know, we have really well-made Spider-Man suits. But this is, um, as far as big budgets go, outside of the um, Christopher Reeve Superman movies, this is all you had. Um, right. And that's just spandex. Tim Burton said he didn't want to do spandex for this, but this suit is so for not having any technology or any knowledge of how to make a suit like this. The fact that they were able to pull it off is really incredible. Right. Plus I love the logo. I love the 89 logo and I wish they hadn't done away with it for returns. Same. Yeah. Really like that little, like that little bottom spike they added. Yeah. It's just, it's so Tim Burton. It, it, it mm. really is. The black suit is so Tim Burton. That's true too. Yeah, like this the, movie is just very Tim Burton. This movie feels yeah, very Yeah, no, Burton. I think Returns is even more Tim Burton yeah. than this. I, yeah, Tim, Tim Burton, it, well, Returns is more like um, Nightmare Before Christmas Tim mm-hmm. Burton. This is... Where the, it, it's like, a, it's more of a dark comedy than it is a, like a super gritty superhero action movie. Right. So why didn't they make this guy uh, Harvey Bullock? That's the question. <laughs> I've always wondered that because he just kind of, it, it just fits. Knox is also the most annoying character in this movie. Oh yeah. You know, it's it's good that they gave that guy from Crisis more roles. <laughs> I think he's been good. Yeah, he's been all right. Yeah, I mean, Knox is, <laughs> Knox is Knox. He's obnoxious. He's obnoxious. He's, oh, yeah, he's the worst. Wow. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I've worked hard on it. He's almost as bad as Dalton. Probably not. Oh, yeah, you're right. <sighs> yeah, I. Back on the, uh, the Burton thing, I think Batman Returns. So, 80s Tim Burton and 90s Tim Burton are two very different directors. It's like Beetlejuice versus Edward Scissorhands. Like, they're just so different. You know what I'm saying? Well, mm-hmm. you say that. It's also the way that 80s and 90s Tim Burton is very different to 2000, 2010 Tim Burton. Well, we're not getting there. We're going to stay away from that because that's... <laughs> you <laughs> say won't... that, but I really do love Charlie and Chocolate Factory. <laughs> See, I don't. I that, that would be an interesting discussion. I don't like the... Especially when comparing it to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which is very close to a perfect film. But we're not here to talk about that. <laughs> we're here to talk about egg sandwiches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Money sandwiches. Money sandwiches. Can we talk about how um, how great cast Harvey Dent, uh, Billy Dee Williams as Harvey Dent pre-Two-Face? I don't know how he would have been as Two-Face, but pre-Two-Face Harvey Dent, um, Billy Dee Williams is perfect. Oh yeah, just the smooth, confident, uh, control in control. He's he's perfect. I think a lot of people could have done it, but I do like Billy D. Williams a lot. Yeah, I mean, who who was who was rumored for the role? Well, not rumored, but who was looked at for the role of uh, Two Face? I have no idea. 
God, there was some, someone mentioned it to me the other day. Uh, I might be mixing up with just some other knowledge. Actually, I think I might be mixing up with the fact that Mark Ruffalo was considered for The Dark Knight. Probably. Yes. One thing that's interesting, uh, Robin Williams, who of course was considered for The Riddler, was also considered to play the Joker and actually went as far to have been cast when uh, Nicholson turned down the role. Nicholson turned it down. They gave it to um, uh, Robin Williams. And then when Nicholson said, you know what, I'll do it. They said, no, okay, see you later, Robin Williams. We want we want Jack Nicholson instead. So he was almost the Joker. Kind of There's a point where apparently he was um he was watching his own performance in this film like every week because he loved it so much. Uh-huh. Oh this wow! Is, Jack Nicholson has said this was his favorite role. He, I mean, he chews the scene. He, oh, he's amazing. He's perfect. I, he's the best. It's it's kind of the Thanos thing with Infinity War and Endgame, where you would rather watch the villain than the heroes. This is definitely one of those situations. I think. <laughs> Imagine uh, Joker, but it's made in 1991, and it's just Jack Nicholson and Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I would have preferred it. <laughs> Same. <laughs> The uh, the Golden Globe or, or the Gotham Globe in this has the same um, head or uh, uh, tagline as um, the New York Times, which is uh, as much information as you can fit to print or something like that. But they have the uh, the same um, d- slogan. Mm. That was the loudest swallow I've ever heard, and I really appreciate uh. whichever one of you guys it was. <laughs> I uh, guess I'll die. <laughs> you know, I mean, okay, so me and Dalton, well, Dalton was talking about this earlier. So, comic book movies have the trouble of trying to adapt, like, characters and storylines onto, onto a movie. And that's that's tough, because you're taking a character or storyline that's been going on for years and years and years, and you're trying to, like, squeeze it into a two-hour movie. But as far as adapting characters and storylines go, I think this is probably one of the better ways I've seen it done, where you, you take the essence of that character and you take everything that makes that character interesting and his stories fun. And, you know, you take the heart of it and you keep that one through, but you change, you can change whatever else you want. Like in this, it's Axis Chemicals. And obviously, you know, Joker actually has a name and a character before he falls into the bat. Right, but it, like it's still iconic, and it's still easily one of the best portrayals that we've ever seen. Right, I, it was Sam Raimi who said it. You instead of just um, telling your own story, or instead of just trying to adapt, uh, instead of instead of just trying to adapt the story shot for shot, or just telling your own story. You need to find what people love about your character and adapt that. Figure out the best way to tell that story in a movie, which I think is what Raimi did with his trilogy. And I think what Burton did with his two movies is just found the heart of what people loved about Batman and put that on the screen. Every detail may not be accurate, but the stuff that people love and the reason people are drawn to this character is transferred over. How weird is it that he said that line twice? <laughs> like, it's just such a, such a weird delivery. That's all, gentlemen. Thank you, gentlemen. That's all. <laughs> like, 
such an odd way of doing it. You're my number one guy. <laughs> my guy. I forget. I forget how short Jack Nicholson is frequently. <laughs> well, he, he always has like, he has like tall guy energy. Uh-huh. But so he, you, right. Like him and Tom Cruise, you forget that they're actually like five foot seven. Right. Same with Keaton though. Cam Keaton is like Oh five, yeah, Keaton's 5'10". Oh, 5'10". Nicholson is 5'9". Mm. Which is actually, that's that's pretty good. You know, when you cast two short guys as the hero and the villain of your story, you can't really tell that they're both short guys. Because yeah. <laughs> they look the same height. Is I mean, this yeah, the same... it works later on in the movie when they're confronting each other. Right. Is this the same uh, Wayne Manor from the other uh, films, the forever, the Schumacher films? It feels like it. I like think it is, but I, I've never... Uh, the buildings at least look the same, but I, I can't really tell. I'd have to see them side by side. I think, was Batman Forever the first time we saw like the front of Wayne Manor with like the two horse statues? Uh, I uh, think so. We, we, I mean, we just saw the building here, uh, but as far as the gate goes, I think that was Forever. Yeah. The best Alfred, hands down, no questions asked. Oh, yeah, I was going to say shout out to Michael Go. Who's apparently good buddies with um, the guy the who... The same actor who played Alfred from 1966. Yeah. Oh. He needs to shave his eyebrows, but that's all right. Just give him a little <laughs> That's just the British people thing. We Is naturally it? have bigger eyebrows. It's to show dominance. I love this. Uh, this is I, uh... Uh, the, Michael Keaton is not my favorite Bruce Wayne. He may be my favorite Batman, but he's not. He's far from my favorite Bruce Wayne. That's a toss-up between Bale and um, Kilmer, and I really like both of them. But this opening scene where we're introduced to him and Alfred and everything in Wayne Manor is some of my favorite Bruce Wayne stuff ever put to media. Like that little oh, yeah, scene really, where him was like, gonna... kind of awkward and just like, I don't know where Bruce Wayne is. Huh? Him, and that, him and that Alfred thing, like with the, the pin and the tree and the drink that almost yeah. falls over, is so well-timed and perfect for Alfred and Bruce. Yeah, Mr. I mean, Gordon well, gambling at the party like is a little comedy weird. Comedy background, but... didn't they? Right. It's kind of what makes him perfect for this, because it's it's kind of it's like Pattinson in a lot of ways. It's a guy coming from an area that a lot of people don't realize he's like he's known for one area, and he comes into it to a completely different like environment, a completely different character, and he just smashes it. Well, and and Keaton is also such a talented actor, just because he's done comedy up until this point. His, his comedic timing helps out with this character a, a, to an extent that I don't think people knew at the time was going to. Because um, the uh, it, it's sort of the, the, the Bale thing. Bale's Bruce Wayne was very funny. Uh, not in an actual, like, he's trying to be funny way. More in just, like, he's oblivious to everything. And Keaton pulls that off very well. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask how we felt about um, 
like anti-social, like awkward Bruce Wayne versus like playboy, extroverted Bruce Wayne. I, I think this is pretty different. I like both. Um, like I said, I, I I really like the way Bale played off Bruce Wayne, where it was all a show. Um, I really like that, you know, being drunk in public and buying the swimming pool and all that kind of stuff. That scene from The Dark Knight is is great, but I also really like the introverted Bruce Wayne here that we see, and I think Kilmer is almost a good balance of that. Um, cause he's like, he's actually introverted, but he plays it off. Like he's like a public figure kind of thing. Um, right. which is why I think Kilmer may be my favorite, but it's a toss up between him and Bale. I love this, I love this part where they're just like walking around the army and Bruce is just behind them. He's just like looking at them, looking at all of his stuff. It's also the most ham fisted, <laughs> the most ham fisted symbolism I've ever seen. <laughs> like It's just like, okay, here are all of these masks. Did you know that Bruce Wayne has all these masks hanging up in the museum room of his house? Man, look at all man, these masks. Man, he must masks. be a worthless guy. Look at all of the, <laughs> he's such a superficial man. <laughs> look at all these masks. Do you think Bruce Wayne ever wears a mask? <laughs> Man, there's a lot of identity in this room. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'd love to shoot you sometime. You know, I'd love to get an origin story on this butler. Yeah, is that... Uh... I've always thought that yeah. was interesting. What if it's Alfred's, like, nephew? <laughs> like, come on. What if it's his niece who goes to a British boarding school under a different name? <laughs> oh, wow. Interestingly enough, um, what's his name? John Pertwee, who was uh, the third doctor in Doctor Who, and whose son, Sean Pertwee, later went on to play Alfred in Gotham, uh, was the original actor considered when Steven Spielberg was supposed to direct this movie to play Alfred. Kind of weird how that turned out. Isn't it? It's, it's, I think it's fascinating that his grandson later went on to play Alfred. Right. And did a good job. Was I think... His grandson? Of course, it's just his son. Oh, it's his son. I'm sorry. That was... <laughs> I was say, he must be very old. Yeah, his <laughs> son, Pertwee, is like one of the more underrated like Alfreds. I, I, I don't we I haven't think he's really good. We've never had a bad Alfred, which is great. We haven't had a bad Alfred, have we? Not yet, no. I okay. Maybe you two can explain this. Why does Bruce Wayne have a bunch of cameras behind all of his mirrors? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. There's no the, reason. It's something that I've always questioned and never quite understood. Like, no I don't one, know why no there's... goes in the manor regularly. Like, why does he need cameras? And, well, you guys are ignoring the weirdest part. There's three cameras pointed in the exact same direction. <laughs> like, it's not like they're recording different areas. It's three cameras out the same mirror. Uh, he's also snuck off just to watch it. Watch, not even watch. <laughs> he's not even watched the security camera. He wants to watch the movie. <laughs> he wants to watch. The what, movie. What, if, what if that actually happened? What if it was just like space bombs? And he goes, <laughs> oh, oh no. what's happening next? Mm. I love the the glasses here. Um. <laughs> The, the, the Bruce Wayne glasses are, are great. And I think he wears them through the rest. Like, even the Schumacher films, Bruce Wayne wears those glasses. Did, um... 
Did Clooney have the bosses? I don't remember. I know I think he did. Kilmer did, but I'm pretty sure Clooney did. I'll I, look I, that I, know, up. I, know I remember did. a shot of Clooney in the glasses. Also, I know you said it already, but man, he just looks like such a sleazebag. Yeah. And it's so it's so obvious compared to the rest of the police officers. It should have been it should have been Bullock. It should have been Bullock. I, I have to assume well, I mean, was Bullock an original character for the animated series? I believe so. In which case, um, I can only assume it was based off him. Because there's, I don't see any other way. That's true. I mean, it looks... Um, that would be a question for Colin. Oh, no. <laughs> was <laughs> Harvey Bullock an original player. character for Batman the Animated Series? Uh, I don't... I think he was. Well, I mean... I want to say he wasn't. Okay. Oh, here we go. But I could be wrong. It's great. I love Just the uh, the old in. school the old school effect, um, the old school gun where it's just sparks that come out of the tip of the gun. It's great. <laughs> yeah, same. I, I this scene's always kind of struck me as weird because so I, I, I need to try and grasp what's happening here. So Harvey Bullock tries to launch an assault on Axis to catch Jack and the guys because of the mob boss, but then. The commissioner finds out, so he goes. Bullock runs off to nowhere because he's doing his job technically, but then he just he abandons his post, which makes it far more suspicious than if he's just stuck around. It's, it's bizarre. <laughs> I love that. this. This scene is so great. It's just like a like a western. Yeah, it really is. Like the the bullets whizzing, even the get ups, pretty western. Ah, oh, the most iconic entrance. I love it. Oh, I love that suit, man. So it, it's it's gorgeous. I also love how this Batman, like he sometimes cares about ke- killing people, but like this dude, he could just let him drop. But instead, he he hung him up. So what I've seen. Well, Batman uh, cares about like the movie climax. He's like, oh, am I going to need this guy for later? <laughs> like, is, this, is he involved in the story? Yeah, I can't kill him. What I've seen <laughs> is that it it's it's a little more um, like manslaughter is not included in, <laughs> in what Batman will do. So if he indirectly kills someone, it's fine. He just can't be directly responsible for their death. I am. Um, I, I didn't. I can say one of the things I love about this suit, uh, in particular, is how often they use it to like silhouette against something, uh-huh. and how beautiful it looks. And I think that like, it, it's iconic. It's it's thick and it's clunky and and it's got that Star Wars New Hope thing to it where it doesn't move right or whatever. And they've since oh, yeah, streamlined he can't turn that. His head, so he has to turn his body. Right, and it's like. Like even that scene where he's walking around the, the the stairs there, he just doesn't move like a person, um, <laughs> and so it's like, but it's just when you factor in the fact that this is the first time they ever did something like this, it's so crazy that they managed to pull that off. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, you can see the inspiration in this. In I would say. Almost every superhero movie since. Yeah, I, I mean, even with like the the recent advent of muscle suits. Also, you could see the wire he was swinging on just then. 
<laughs> like the, not not recent advent because they've always been a thing, but the the more recent reliance on them, um, where every superhero suit still has molded abs. Um, that's that's clear inspiration from this movie. <laughs> I love this scene between him and the Joker, where he just like lets him down and just kind of stands there for a second, like he's meant to be having a chat. I like how Michael Keaton never closes his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> when he's in the bat suit, his mouth is open twenty four seven. This is the part I'm talking about. Bullock just runs away for no reason, then comes back for no reason to get shot for no reason. I like that you're calling him Bullock because there's no reason. I don't not remember to. his actual name. Sometimes it's Eckhart. I know it's Eckhart because I always associate him with Alan Eckhart, but still. It's the. It's also the most over the top death ever. <laughs> oh yeah, he gets acid. He gets a bullet in the face. Falls over a ledge, and then falls into acid. It's beautiful. One of the things, and it's at the same time, it's one of my favorite and least favorite things about this suit. Is the um, how thick the cowl is. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, like it, it, it lost some of that in returns, and we, we lost we a lot of that brow in and the thickness. I, I there are design wise, I, I really like it. Like, I like the I like the squared off eyebrows, and I like the mouth, um, like the, the mouth hole and and the ear length. I like all of that stuff more than I like the returns cowl because the returns cowl has a very um, it has a very rounded uh eye shape to it also i love how he he throws the the gas bomb to hide himself and then just rises up where you can still see him (laughs) um but i like the design of this one better it's just the the returns cowl is so much cleaner i I think the panther cowl honestly does a better job at fixing this one than the uh the returns cowl did which which cowl the panther cowl yeah, mm, yeah. The Panther Cowl is is arguably the best from the the nineties bat suits. I yeah, I I'd agree with that. And I just it, it's always a toss up for me because I really do I I think that the design versus the execution of like. It's weird thinking about how they thought of this cow versus how they ended up finally using the cow. Well, it's also, it's, they created the process that, I mean, uh, a different version of that process is being used today, but that process is still being used, you know, like from everybody from like the professional movie industry, making Batman cowls to uh, cosplay companies selling those cows to people. They're still using the process that this film used to make it, and this this movie created that process. Also, I just want to give a quick shout-out to the most awkward date in cinema history. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. There was it's a, such, it's such a of, great like, character scene to showcase the two of them like in this giant grand room, and he just goes, oh, yeah. I've never been here before. <laughs> There was That's a, something yeah. I was trying to uh, like lay down earlier is like the the magnitude of the costume and like what it would eventually lead up to is crazy. 
this scene like it just like it laid the groundwork for everything oh yeah i mean there there's no bvs cowl without this cowl coming first there's no any cowl right there's just no way to 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 do it without this process you have the the awful 90s captain america mask that's your alternative (laughs) you mean the best version of captain america right no the best version of captain america um, one oh, neat thing the, about the this, Alfred, the Alfred talking about old Bruce scenes, like the young Bruce scenes, is always so nice. Uh, I I agree. Wait, um, what say? Best Alfred? No, hands down. We haven't had a bad Alfred. Best Alfred. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm excited for Andy Circus. I am too. I'm excited to see it. Um, one thing about that scene, uh, well, I don't even remember what I was going to say now, so it's gone. It's done. It's over. <laughs> You know what I'm surprised you haven't mentioned yet? How Michael Keaton is actually returning to Batman. <laughs> I wish you, I just, as, as excited as I am, I wish it were under different circumstances. Yeah, and, yeah. And not under the Flash movie, because we all know that the Flash movie is not going to happen. So Michael Keaton is not actually returning as Batman, because that movie <laughs> will not come out. I can't wait for the uh, the Flash movie. You know the, the animated one that's coming out in twenty twenty five, right? Oh wow. Okay, so this is this is completely uh, <laughs> this is completely to do with the times, but I can't get over his hair. I don't even know that it's, it's for me. It's the wood paneling on this millionaire's walls that's getting me. <laughs> this was like Alfred's part of the mansion. Yeah, that would make sense. He's got like the poor part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Alfred, you get the poor section of the mansion. He's a guy. He got wood paneling. You can have like concrete floors. You can you can sleep in the corner. It's fine. Because even in the '90s, wood paneling was out, right? Like this is not. Yeah, it, it was okay. on its way out. Gotcha. Oh yes, yes. Here we go. I I love I, all of the Gotham scenes too. Uh, as it's not my favorite version of Gotham. Um, because it, it's I mean, not... It's, more, it's again, it's, it's very iconic. It's very stylized. Very Tim Burton stylized. I yeah, I think yeah. I prefer the Schumacher Gotham. As weird as that sounds. Really? Yeah, I yeah, think I prefer I'm that. Just that. because... Um, I think if you took that Tim Burton version of Gotham and threw this Batman in... Or the, uh, the Schumacher version of Gotham and threw this Batman in there... I think it would have created a really neat contrast and a lot of really interesting uh, yeah. visuals. We should also say rest in peace to Joel Schumacher. Absolutely. A, a, an amazing filmmaker, uh, an icon. Like, even if you don't particularly like Batman Modern, Batman Forever, they're iconic films and they really laid the groundwork for a lot of superhero films in general, again. Also, the, despite how you may argue it. The first uh, openly uh, gay blockbuster filmmaker we could probably oh, yeah. say i don't know that um, um but it would be yeah, worth yeah. assuming and he came from costume think. designing too like right. he, he worked his way up from designing costumes he made some great films like saint elmo's fire and lost boys um that, that was actually what got us talking to actually doing this commentary track was to do batman and robin as a sequel to our batman forever commentary track but then the keaton news came out and uh, to and we, honor we, we, the we, you couldn't help it the 31st anniversary of this movie, we decided yeah, that everything was kind of lined up. This. Why doesn't Bruce Wayne have a so uninteresting. I'm just, I'm going to just put that out there. <laughs> yeah, I, what, what is it, 
Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Keaton have the best chemistry. Uh, Is is Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman the only good love interest in the 90s films? Okay, who is that? There's there's Vicky Vale, who's just kind of... I I forget that she's meant to be a character at times. Uh Uh-huh. Then there's rip-off Vicky Vale in Forever, which we talked about was much worse, by the way. Nicole Kidman. (laughs) Nicole Kidman is much, much worse. Famous famous comic book character, Chase (laughs) Meridian. Right. So much worse. What was that? And then there's the one in Batman and Robin who I forget the name of. Like I don't uh, even. What the, the reporter? It's like it's like literally girl gossip or something. <laughs> I don't know. She, gossip she, girl. So Um. Yeah. I. Okay. We're, we're we're talking over the Joker scene, which is beautiful. Oh. Okay. I love. Oh, Jack Nicholson. Perfect. Jack Nicholson was perfect for this role. It really was. I mean, he plays it. He he rides the line between psychopathic and funny just yes, so perfectly. Absolutely, he he does the shining thing. He was this. <laughs> this, this is the line he was, or the the role he was born to play. Yeah, I mean, he he even said at some point like, the Joker's humor is very kind of antithetical. Like it's just it's stuff that should not be funny, but he still finds funny. It's like we were talking about earlier. It's not the perfect comic accurate Joker but it gets the essence of why people enjoy and fear that character and puts it on screen uh, almost perfect. Yeah, yeah. See, I, mean, I think I mean, it's one of, the, one of the more comic accurate jokes, oh, yeah. if we're being honest. Absolutely, it and is. When, when he becomes the Joker, yeah. Everything before that is debatable. I like the purple like, hickey I mean, on in the scene where he where he's like, he shoots the gun and he shoots it behind it and he shoots it under his leg, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, you, you always get the feeling that everything, like like J. Jonah Jameson scenes, they were written by someone else entirely. Uh huh. Just like, just the the mind of a madman, which also describes Tim Burton. Right. See, I I think while it is, it's still not that perfect comic accurate Joker. I think we've yet to see that. Um, but like even the little stuff like that. What a day! Like that's just such a neat little. It just ties that whole scene together. I don't know. It's very fascinating um, how how it's a perfect storm to create this version of the Joker. Okay, can you guys answer me this question? Because I asked about the cameras in the mirrors. What is to do with this scene? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of him hanging upside yeah. down. <laughs> I like it um, just because it adds to that oh. Tim Burton style, and I love this movie so much. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's and so I love weird. It so much. Wasn't uh, that a thing that was considered for Gotham Knights at one point, Colin, to have Tim hanging upside down like this? Oh yeah, I wanted I wanted to do that really bad. Are you going to? I thought uh, that would have been a good time. Yeah, I don't know. I think I know you brought over the glasses, the Tim Burton Bruce Wayne glasses. Oh, yeah. That was definitely going to be a thing, but yeah. like we um. It was it was like why'd you do this? And I'm like, but it's cool, but it's Tim Burton and ah. Like yeah, it's stupid. It's stupid, but I love it. Yeah, it, it, that that's that sums it up perfectly. It's stupid, but I love it. It doesn't make any sense <laughs> whatsoever, but I love it. There's so much. This you can say that about literally every scene in this movie. I really like the the notion that um, the Joker is jealous of the 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 fame that Batman has. I really love that idea. 
he he wants I mean, to I, be. I mean, I've said, said it before, and I'll say it again. My favorite Joker Batman relationship will always be Telltale. Right. Uh, I think it does it so well, but this is also like it's weird that he he has that infatuation with Batman that's kind of present throughout all the comics, but it's not breaking his wrong wall because Batman does that about ten times in the movie. Uh, it's just like you're famous. I wouldn't be that person. So they're just continually outdoing each other in showmanship. Right. Well, it's like, I want to be more famous than you. Uh, and so I'm going to do all of these bad things. And then, uh, I don't know. It's really interesting. Also, Vicky Vale put out on the first date. I just want to mention that. <laughs> just, it's just weird. It's just... Uh, do you know, do you know what the um, the mob boss's wife would have been in like a modern version of this? She would have been Harley Quinn. That's true. Yeah. Probably. You know, that's not a bad idea. Well, this is pre-Harley Quinn, which is also uh, an interesting thing right. to consider too. I mean, this is before the animated series. Yeah. 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 It, it predates it. It's also the only Batman film with only one villain. Yeah, we, me and Josh were talking about that earlier. It's the only Batman film to date with only one villain. I think it's better off that way. Yeah, oh, I agree. It, it's better for it because it's just a character study of Batman and Joker. Do you think that mob boss's girlfriend, uh, who then becomes, I guess, the Joker's lady, do you think she had some influence on the character of Harley Quinn? I have to imagine so. Like the blonde hair, the sort of damaged psyche, but also obsessed with Joker. I, 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 she, um, she was actually cast, um, solely because she was good at fainting. <laughs> she was not, yeah, she was, she was working on the production in some other way. And then she was really good at pretending to faint. So then she was cast as that character. You know, the, the Joker in flesh makeup is such a cursed image. Yeah, I agree. This is this scene and this, the, the exact same scene from the dark Knight. <laughs> are both done on opposite ends of the spectrum so well. I love them yeah, both. Yeah, the Dark Knight is very understated. Like, he, you know, he walks in, he's very quiet, he does his stuff and he walks out. In this one, he makes a big show and tell. Right. And, but, and they're on opposite ends of the spectrum and they're both great for opposite reasons. I hated I this scene this, as this a kid. having him, like, paint white on his face to make it look like he's rubbing away the actual yeah. paint that the Joker should be wearing. It's such a... It's such a tiny detail, but it's so good. I used to do that as, um, as like when I was younger, I would put it on a napkin and then wipe it on my forehead to try and recreate this scene. Um, <laughs> I got really good at it. I like how they just murder this guy, and the most anyone has to say is, "You're crazy." Like he burns this <laughs> well, yeah, man to like, a they, they the skeleton is sitting there. A crisp. Bob always looks sim like familiar to me, and I can never uh -huh. ever place no, him. No, yeah, me too. Maybe that's why he's he's his number one guy. Yeah, he oh. is. You are my no Bob oh, I, the goon no, is I, iconic. He's Bob the goon is the same guy who gives the um, "you filthy animal" line from um, Home Alone. It's the same guy from that fake movie in Home Alone. I looked oh, wow. this up last time I watched the movie. It's the same, you know, the Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, and then he starts shooting. Same actor. Wow. No, not Bob the Goon. Uh, the, the mob boss from this movie. Um, oh, okay. The, the, the old the, white guy. The old white guy. Hair. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not Bob the Goon. I messed that up. That was a great oh, little Lord bit of trivia that I didn't even have Bob to look up. Goon. 
Joker like cracking jokes to this husk of a man. It's so it's so Joker. It's 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 spot on Joker. Also, people don't talk about Jack Nicholson's Joker laugh enough. It's good too. Yeah, mm. it's good. The the smile like makeup is uncanny valley sort of area where it looks it looks like it's like it should be normal, but it's just so exaggerated. I like the idea of that of a permanent smile um, that's that's there from the accident. I I really like that idea. Um, I uh, I like the fact that we're not talking about how weird this room looks. <laughs> it's all right. What about when he tightens the tie around the skeleton's neck? <laughs> we're talk about. Yo, you're gonna make your skeletons well dressed. Yeah, it's for his casket. You think that skeleton got an open casket or a closed casket? <laughs> uh, I mean, I have to imagine it's closed casket. Also, we got to talk about the large glasses of the uh, the early '90s. Do we? Do Everybody's we glasses are so big in this movie. They're just so large. And then we went the opposite spectrum of that, and now we're slowly getting large again. I mean, all I can think of in the opposite spectrum is like the Morpheus glasses, where they're like the tiny slits. That's what I'm saying. That's where we went to, and now. Um, so why did Bruce Wayne say he was going out of town for a couple weeks when he was literally just going to the alley to put the, the flowers on his parents' grave? Like, that was the reason he couldn't hang out with her, was that specifically? <laughs> I mean, this, he, is just, this is just him not wanting to date her, but he's too awkward to say. Right. You know, it was just a one-night stand. You're looking far too much into it. I mean, I'm surprised. It's kind of... Like, I, it's weird to say that it, it sets up like, oh, I'm going out of town for a few weeks because I I need to be Batman or whatever. But then they just kind of don't address that. I also yeah. like that we're, you know, we're 45 minutes into this movie and we haven't had to watch the, the, or, the Batman origin story. I love that. And the fact that this yeah. is the, what, the fourth no, this is yeah, this is the fourth big comic book movie ever released cinematically and we're not watching the origin story is mind-boggling. Cuz you had the first 3 Superman movies, then this, then Superman 4. So or, or or okay, this is the fifth, I'm sorry. That's that's crazy to me that they didn't feel the need. That's one of the reasons I think this movie is so refreshing even today is because that formula hadn't been created yet, so we didn't follow it. Which I think, yeah, it, it, it's fresh. I think it's like it's like the Spider-Man movies now. It's like something new, it's something fresh. It's not well. I think the, the same kind the, of thing. The the first Spider-Man movie really kind of set that formula, where it's like, okay, origin story, villain shows up, villain fights hero, uh, hero wins. It's like uh, I guess Superman kind of set it up, but I, I think Spider-Man really kind of perfected it. And we haven't seen many variations on that outside of maybe Spider-Man: Homecoming and Black Panther. Um, even like the MCU pretty well follows that same formula, but this movie didn't, which is one of the reasons I think it still holds up. I love how, okay. So you just talked about Spider-Man, right? And in terms of pacing, spite this is moving to a Spider-Man commentary track, but Spider-Man has really good pacing. Cause it's like, you see a scene of Peter, you see a scene of Norman and they kind of just do that until the movie meets them. Right. In this, it's—I don't mean this in a bad way. It's like every scene just kind of happens. 
there's no <laughs> there's no like tying element it's like they're just he was just visiting his parents now he's at a press release yeah it yeah this movie is very chaotic and i mean that in a, in a good, good way, way. Yeah. um it's it's i think it really cuz this movie more than a batman movie i think is a joker movie um, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't I think mean, you see his origin more than you see Batman's. Right. I don't think people talk about that enough. Um, but Jack, Nich- I mean Jack Nicholson was the highest paid actor in this movie. I think they prioritized the Joker story over the Batman story, and rightfully so. That's what sells this movie to me. And so, oh yeah. Also, Bob the Goon kind of looks like uh, Hoffman from the Spider-Man trilogy. If he made much worse <laughs> life choices, just by the way. How are we? How are we not talking about Jack Nicholson's makeup of having like the tiny lip but the giant grin, being I, absolutely terrifying? Yeah, it, I love this makeup. It's I'm better than his actual Joker look. It's. I mean, it's very like sixties. I if I'm. Uh, not a fool. I think it's an homage to a death in the family, maybe because it was like a cover where he had an outfit like this. I think. I am going to take a word on that because I haven't seen the cover of Death in the Family in a long time. <laughs> You're much smarter than me, so I'll uh, I'll take your word for it as well. Uh, don't That's don't why we have word. you here. I'm probably wrong, but we are taking your word. And if you're wrong, please direct all hate to Bob and Colin. Also, uh, right. Bruce Wayne gets shot in the arm. He's not wearing his bat suit. No, he just fucks it off. Is he actually bulletproof? I think he might be. <laughs> you can see, like, <laughs> like it didn't just go through his sleeve. It went through his arm. Beautiful. It's... it's it... Oh, man. I, I love Jack Nicholson's movie so much. He's the best part. Like I said, it's the Thanos oh. thing where he he's really the main character. Yeah, yeah. He he just like he chews the scene every time he walks. Absolutely. On. This is such a weird movie, isn't it? Tim Burton was the perfect Whoa. person to direct this Batman movie. Well, I mean, also you have to kind of keep in mind about like where the state of Batman was in comics at this time, right? Because you had you had the sixties, which perpetuated this era of very sort of campy goofy comics which i'm not saying are a bad thing but it was just kind of how the character was known throughout the the 60s 70s and 80s and then then you had the dark knight returns which kind of brought a bit of the seriousness back to the character and then you had this right after which made the character very gritty very like down to earth very dark and that's kind of been the status for the last like 20 years from what i've heard um Dark Knight Returns. I'm a, I'm a big Dark Knight Returns fan. Dalton knows this and he hates it. Um, I do. Because <laughs> I very we'll, much, we'll get into this in a minute. But yeah, continue. It very much like launched uh, this movie to an extent of, I think they almost made Dark Knight Returns. Like this movie was going to be Dark Knight Returns for a minute. Um, because that was like the really popular comic. There was another director originally attached uh, Spielberg was attached at one point, and then another director, like three or four different directors after that. I know, I know, Joe Dante was attached at one point. The guy right. played Gremlins too. Right, uh, and one of those directors wanted to make this Dark Knight Returns. Um, one of the I don't... eighty-five directors considered to right. make this movie. Right, it's like the Flash film. <laughs> um, but it's 
I don't. Uh, so personally, I think uh, the Dark Knight Returns came out exactly when it needed to, but I think it's a very dated story. Um, and I think all in all, while it's a, a good story, I think it's very overrated. It's almost like Flashpoint, like how Flashpoint has become this, like the most iconic Flash story. And like, sure, it's iconic, but it's it's definitely not the best. Um, and there's a lot of weird stuff that people just overlook in Dark Knight Returns. Uh, because See, it's such I'd, a classic. I argue the exact opposite. Like, I, I think it's super relevant today. And we're looking at it as like a piece of literature. I think it's so great. I think. But anyway, my point is, there's a lot of weird stuff. Read along of the Dark Knight Returns. There's a lot of weird stuff in the Dark Knight Returns that people ignore. Which is that's that's I guess my biggest issue with it. Like, there's like if if Dark Knight Returns came out today. In the context of like the way Batman comics are currently, people would hate it. Oh, yeah. Like, okay, I'll say this: it's a lot like the boys, the comic, right? Right. So the boys show made a lot of changes from the comic <clears throat> because the comic was a product of its time in terms of its tone. It was very over the top. It was very, uh, to put it in quote, edgy, and <laughs> the the series changed that a lot. To make it a bit more relevant to the day, to the day's standard, and I think that's what Dalt is saying. In that, you kind of need to update it for the times. And the show's not edgy at all. No. Mm-mm. Not at all. You'd think the Joker would be better at uh, cutting things out as often as he does it, but his cutouts aren't great. <laughs> no, they're just kind of everywhere. <laughs> He goes for the quantity over quality. Ever. Yeah, I guess so. No curved lines. It's all straight lines on his cutouts. It's like it's like how Tim Burton makes his movies now. <laughs> straight lines everywhere. A lot of straight lines and quantity over quality. I mean, did you see Dumbo and did you see Dark Shadows? I so I I enjoyed Dumbo more than I thought I would. I haven't seen Dumbo again. It's very, it's, it's not, it's, it's not very Tim Burton. It's, it's a studio conglomerate film that Tim Burton's name was attached to. Um, and for that reason, I like it. (laughs) So Action News has appeared since this, correct? Yeah, I think so. It's in all of like, well, it depends on what you're watching. Sometimes it's like News 52. Well, yes. Which is a very... You know, it's it's a reference that not a lot of people will get. It's a reference to number fifty-two of the Batman comics, which invented news stations. <laughs> All right. Is that Roger Moore on the on the left? <laughs> no, no, he looks too alive to be Roger Moore. <laughs> That's another interesting thing. Speaking of Bond, Pierce Brosnan was offered the role of Batman in this movie, but turned it down. Everybody because... was offered the role of Batman yes. in this movie. <laughs> uh, Pierce Brosnan turned it down because the script was too silly. Um, and then he later Same went year. on to do... He starred in Die Another Day. <laughs> no, it's many years before Die Another Day. But um, he did do Die Another Day, in which he... <laughs> I know the day it's timeless in its awfulness. I kind of at least he didn't do Sir Billy. Uh, <laughs> die another day. I haven't seen Sir Billy yet. Die another day is probably worse. Yet, you're not going to see it. Tom. We're not watching it. I'll watch it on my own if I have to. 
So, um, Christopher Nolan was absolutely inspired by the scene in The Dark Knight, right? Yes. Actually, not for The Dark Knight. He was inspired by this scene for Memento. I was watching. I was watching another Christopher Nolan movie earlier, and it's it's similar to this in a lot of ways. Watching The Prestige, mm. which is basically just two people trying to one up like each outdo each other for an entire film. That's actually my favorite Nolan movie. Uh, I'm rewatching it, and I think it might be my new favorite Nolan movie. Have you seen it, Colin? <laughs> uh, Prestige. I haven't. Uh, you need to watch Ooh. it. It's 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 Nolan's best work, I think. Personally, you need to watch it really? twice. You, okay. also, you also haven't seen Inception either. I've seen know. Inception. Oh, okay, finally. I haven't seen Inception. Really? Oh wow. Yeah, are you I even think a I film bro? And I got bro? <laughs> are you even a? Are you? What kind of film bro are you, Josh? <laughs> look, look, man! I saw the Joker five times <laughs> in cinema. Five <laughs> times. Also, man, I, what a relatable gamer. I enjoy the. Uh, I, I like the love that Joker slogan. And I like the, the, the comic Joker face on the screen. All of those are neat touches. I also, the, the, um, like, the superimposed mouth on the dead bodies is really disturbing. Yeah. But also super funny. Tim Burton, you weird fella. <laughs> what, what a guy. weirdo. What a quirky weirdo. What a what a quirky little guy. Also, they did the uh, the newspaper spin at the screen thing, which is in. Oh, now he looks like now he looks like Roger Moore. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you can see there's still some life in the eyes. Yeah, okay. Roger Moore was being piloted by someone else in the final years of his life. I meant he looks like young Roger Moore. <laughs> oh, I have a theory. That Prince Philip is actually... There's the Gotham flag, by the way, Josh. The one that I was telling you about earlier. uh, Behind Harvey Dent. um, Oh, yeah, I see it. Is the Gotham flag, and it is inspired by the Indiana State flag. I like that they have their own Oval Office, too. I think it's weird that the the city... uh, Most cities don't have a flag. Most states have a flag, and that would be the spot where a state flag would go. But Gotham's not a state. It's a city. But Gotham has so much crime that it has to be classed as a state to get past censors. I'm pretty sure I remember hearing that in this movie, it's like New York, how there's New York State and New York City. New there's York Gotham City, State yeah. and Gotham City. Uh, I think that's true, but that's I could a, also a be very wrong. Do you know, apparently uh, Steven Spielberg was like Warner Brothers was pushing for him to be the main lead. And that would have been a very different movie entirely. They were pushing for Spielberg to be the lead? They were pushing for Seagal. Steven Seagal. Ah, you said Steven Spielberg. (laughs) And I was thinking, huh, what a weird choice. Do you you think that mask that his girlfriend wears had any impact on, like, the idea of the Joker mask itself in just kind of later adaptations? Well, you see, Josh, Bruce Wayne had masks in his house. <laughs> Was this movie made by Todd Phillips? The, the, like... <laughs> it's so dark and so so deep. Was Intellectual. This... Wait, 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 wait. 
You're describing a Zack Snyder film. (laughs) (laughs) And every viewer just dropped off. Yep, they just quit. Because we offended both parties. Yep. (laughs) The uh, the dinner scene is so fantastic in every way. I love Prince. I love it, but the I love Prince. Too. <laughs> this is just Tim Burns way of saying I love Prince. This mo- this this dates the movie. It really does. I, I it, it somehow dates the movie, but it also elevates it to the point of being better than any other movie <laughs> ever ever made. The Joker's handwriting in that the on the urgent sign that's actually Tim Burton's handwriting. That says a lot about Tim Burton, <laughs> doesn't it? He wrote that though himself, which is interesting. Uh, but I think the prince, the prince scene, while I love it, it's the only thing that really, really dates this movie. Other than some, yeah. a lot of visuals and and things, but storytelling wise, the, I mean, acting is a weird but choice. That, 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 that's like technology, the the effects and stuff. But like the actual choices, Prince is yeah, it's a weird choice. Yeah, Prince and Batman know. is a very odd. Yeah, but I love the song. And Prince for Batman is odd. Prince for Joker is not odd. And also, the scene is so... Like, Prince makes this scene something else. Absolutely. Uh, Jack Nicholson apparently was... He didn't want to do this scene. I mean, he wound up doing it. He's a big, like, art art collector guy. And, yeah, and and so destroying the art, even though it's all copies... It's still like it kind of like hurt him a little bit because he's such an art fan. Oh, the the only thing that I remember from the scene, and I have no clue why I remember. I was watching like a great movie mistakes thing. I think one of these paintings, yeah, um, the the one that the guy puts his like handprints all over. The next shot, the handprints aren't there anymore. Aha! Classic. <laughs> Keep your eye out. <laughs> this must have been the most fun day on set. I also really like the line that's coming up yeah, this in spot, a little this bit. Spot. The red handprints, next scene, gone. Amazing. Amazing. Incredible. Um, Jack, Nich- Jack Nicholson imitating that statue is the image that's been permanently ingrained onto my brain. The line that's coming up here is one of my favorite Joker lines of all time. Where uh, he says, what do you want? And and they played off of it in The Dark Knight. But when they say, what do you want? And he says, my face on the $1 bill. Like, it's kind of like the want to watch the world burn line. It's like, I don't care. I'm just doing this to because do it. it's fun. I'm doing it because I want to. I'm not doing it for any end game. And I just, I love that. Avengers Endgame? Tim Burton inspires Avengers Endgame? Whoa. Russo Brothers copied DC confirmed <laughs> by Joshua Clements. <laughs> it's weird thinking about how like a modern movie would do this scene versus how Tim Burton does uh-huh. this scene. Well, because we don't do that anymore. We don't let directors make, especially comic book movies. We just don't let directors uh. make, make them. And so, like... The, a movie like this will won't happen for a long time. Oh no! I mean, the closest you get is kind of James Gunn, maybe. Yeah, but even then, I think he's got a lot of studio influence more than he would like to you to think. Mm, yeah, I, I like to believe that Sam Raimi's quite independent. 
Just yeah, but Sam Raimi also Sam he's Raimi. he's doing Doctor Strange, but he hasn't done a a a, a comic book movie since two thousand seven. I don't know what kind of movie he's done since 2007. I know he produced a lot of stuff. He did Crawl, which I really he enjoyed. Oh, I thought he just produced Crawl. No, he uh, he directed Crawl. He directed Oz the Great and Powerful, which is another one that people don't like that I really enjoy because I see his fingerprints uh, all it. over it. Oz the Great and Powerful is great. That's the James Franco one, right? Yes. that's uh, So it's it works really well. As you, Oz the Great and Powerful, Wizard of Oz, and then Return to Oz are all three made by different studios and different directors, and they make yeah, a great and Return uh, to Oz. Feature. Traumatized me. Yes, <laughs> that there it is. That's the line. My face on the one dollar bill. It's perfect. It's such a. It's such, I. I. I wish it was more iconic because it's such a perfect Joker line. Yeah, I, I can see why. He's just so amazing. He, like, you, you could watch him literally all day. Every scene. Every scene is perfect. It's perfectly delivered. And I think that's both a mixture of... It's a, it's a mixture of um, Nicholson's performance and uh, his the direction that he was given by Burton. Yeah. I also like how it says she was just a sketch, and it it tries to make it out like she's horribly scarred for life, uh-huh. and it's just kind of a couple of a, a tiny burn scar. It's the pizza scars from <laughs> from the makeup in general. It's still going on today. <laughs> it reminds me of a scene in like one of the uh, Spider-Man shows where they try and paint Kane Parker as like a disfigured horrible human he takes off his mask and he's got a tiny scar going from his eye and he's blonde and they're like I'm hideous <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Batman entrance that's coming up is it's so iconic it's actually in the Arkham games yeah. okay serious discussion where is the 89 Batmobile on our list Oh, um, it, it's up there. It's it's certainly it's once again a lot like the um uh this I'm sorry I have to just pause and admire the scene because it's so great and I love Nicholson so much. Um, 89 Batmobile, um, it's sort of the same thing as the suit, where it's not my favorite design, and it's not my favorite execution, but. It's so incredible that they were even able to pull it off because it's the right. first time they had ever done it. They had never built a Batmobile like this before. They had built stunt cars, but not like this. You know what I'm saying? And, right. and so that's just, it's, it's iconic. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I do really like it. And I like the, uh, the armor on it. Um, or does yeah. the armor not come in until returns? No. What did you mean the part where, like the the thugs go to attack and it gets the stop motion armor. Yes. That, yeah, that's that's returns. I really like that. Also, can we appreciate the score for a minute? Oh yeah. Oh, it's incredible. There's also a lot of things I really like about the Batmobile, how it just drives through the street too. Because we don't see enough of that in Batman movies. Like, we don't really see the Batmobile just driving through the road often. 
<laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get what you mean by that. It's usually doing something else. <laughs> like, it's, it's usually driving through an alley or... Right, or, or uh, shooting machine guns at people in a, in a warehouse or whatever. Like, we don't ever see it just <laughs> driving down the road. And the Tumblr I think we're gonna. We're about to get that, though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Also, there's. A, I don't know why, but it's just the mental image of uh, Keaton being like crane lifted out of every shot. Yes, I love it. I also love that we see that this is a car. You know, like yeah, we see the just, gas and the it, brakes and and the wheels, and it's the size of a car, and it, uh, it like. Oh I don't no, know. you're right. You, we do see the armor part in this. Oh really? Sweet. Yeah, I, 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 I must be. No, it's definitely in returns too. I think. Yeah, no, it's. I, th- I think it's better done in returns, or maybe worse done. I can't remember. Uh, but I love that. That's another thing that we just haven't seen since. Uh, and I don't know if that's a comic thing or not. But I just really, I just really like it, that. It feels like it should have been a comic thing. Uh-huh. Like it's not explicitly stated, but it feels like something out of some seventies comics. It, this is the best the the how much do you weigh thing is is great um and her lying about her weight is another one of the things i love about this movie it's just one of those it's quirky these, like, little nice little scenes. moments yeah these little like vignettes um where she's just she just lies about her weight and and it causes the the grappling gun to mess up like that's a thing that would really happen <laughs> like Ah, it's great. And then him just falling to the ground. Do you know, I remember the Lego Batman game probably more than I remember the movie. Oh, (laughs) I've played that game so much. Same, because the Lego Batman game uses this score. Check his wallet. (laughs) Check his rubber wallet. I like how many times Batman gets shot in this movie. It's something that you don't really see enough of now. Like... Like, Batman's usually painted as kind of indestructible. But at the same time, you never really show him getting hit, let alone taking actual damage. I also... So, this... And this is more of a product of the time, because I didn't think about this kind of stuff for your action scenes back then. But him playing dead until she takes the picture to distract the thugs doesn't make any sense, because he had no idea she was going to take that picture. And so he's just (laughs) laying on the ground... I guess, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Batman had prep time, so he was able to prepare for this fight. <laughs> he left a note in her pocket that said, take a photo uh-huh. of me when I'm playing dead. I also like that this movie does the Raiders of the Lost Ark thing. Uh-huh, and much worse than Raiders. Yeah, much, does. much worse. <laughs> I can't go over how long Batman stands there with, like, the fight pose. There's no way He's that's just, not a mannequin like, when you're looking at the back shots of him. There's no, no way. No, no, <laughs> And then, yeah, I don't, so there's a lot of stuff, um, about this, that's, that's probably going to be my biggest complaint is the fight choreography. Um, and I know that's clearly a limitation at the time. Um, and the suit also just doesn't allow for that. There's no way to do fights in that suit. Um, which is, you can't turn your head. Right. That's the thing. Um, Rich Evans pointed out. Uh, of red letter media you know you expect batman to be a ninja and he can't even turn his neck so it's like 
<laughs> like that aspect of the character is gone. There's no there's no aspect of that for this character. And and so that that is a downside, but at the same time, it's such a good stylized great told story that I really don't care. You know, in the um in the Flash movie that's not happening, something I'm interested to see. So if he apparently he's playing the eighty nine version, but he's also not and he also isn't, but he's gonna be the main part that it's confusing. He's also replacing but, Affleck, apparently, but he's, he's not also, but he's not replacing Affleck. Pattinson's in a separate universe, but he's also the future of the franchise. Uh one thing that I'm looking forward to is they kind of perfected the looking rubber cow but neck turning with um Affleck. Uh-huh. And I'm interested to see that, but applied to this Batman. Right. No, I'd honestly rather him keep the stiff neck. <laughs> see, I... It's almost part of the character at this point. It's just yeah, iconic. I, I really like the, the statue pose and the stiff neck. Uh, especially for this Batman. Um, I don't know. It, it just... It does limit your fight choreography, I think. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, can... They you can, can shoot around it people now. Get yeah, but... I mean, even if you look at Batman Begins versus The Dark Knight, also have no idea how that rock works, just by the way. No clue. No, you whatsoever. just drive through it. You just drive through Like, like he hit it. There's no... The, yeah, the score like, here is also... You see it also... down in the shot when they look back. Uh-huh. It did not move up that uh-huh. fast. Their the, heads are gone. That 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 theme uh, play in there is, is beautiful, and it's one of the reasons I love Dan Elfman, because he, he can do stuff like that that's absolutely incredible um but yeah i i see what you're saying where it's part of this version of batman's character but even if you compare batman begins to the dark knight um like the fight choreography got so much better in the dark knight just because even the stuntmen could now turn their heads you know right There's fight choreography in batman begins <laughs> Uh, also, I like that he keeps one bat in a cage while the rest are allowed to roam free. Like, just one. <laughs> you. You have to no, stay in a this ba- That's bad. He keeps misbehaving. <laughs> oh, he's in timeout? Is that what you're saying? He's in timeout. This one specific bat is in timeout. <laughs> he's like, no, I don't like you. You're you're going to sit in the cage. But your friends can roam free. They're fine. Yeah, no, they're fine. This isn't a very accurate portrayal of batman with bat cow <laughs> no he just has bat bat you know i wonder what gave them the idea of like the scallops at the end of the cow it's i don't really... know but i love it it's my it's the best part of the suit i think right i love the eyes on it the eyebrows sorry. yeah the, I, I also love the eyebrows this shot where it's the light on his eye specifically is so gorgeous. Yes. Like, it's classic, like, noir lighting. You know, it almost it. looks like white eyes. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. Keaton has such bright eyes that they almost look like the white eyes anyway. They also hadn't quite figured out the eye black yet, so it's almost, like, too light. It's yeah. not dark enough. Also, again, with the cow being too thick, it looks like there's a bit too much room in there. Uh-huh. Like, like... It's probably useful if you've got an itch on your face. You could probably reach in around that eye and just probably not, not, not really. It just looks like you would be able to. <laughs> he's also got Listerine. I mean, I get it. it's the products he's researching, but they're just sitting there on his tiny little bat desk. <laughs> the bat desk. <laughs> the bat desk. 
Oh, the bat pit. So when he uh, when he pulled his cape, did he just punch Vicky Vale in the face? I'm going to assume so. <laughs> well, no, he punched her in the gut first because well, they, they don't, you know, Tim as, Burton doesn't really dive Sean into Connery this. Said, as Sean Connery said. <laughs> Sometimes a woman just needs to go okay. slap. And it was just open hand, not closed fist. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he actually, Bruce Wayne actually got Vicky Vale pregnant that first night. Uh, and so Batman had to punch her in the gut and then knock her out and erase her memory. <laughs> Was that too dark for the podcast? I'm leaving it in. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're about to talk about... We're getting to the best scene in the movie. Right. Batman cracks Joker's poison code. I like how he did this. You know, this is one of my favorite things. They don't elaborate. Like a modern movie would focus on this aspect. Uh-huh. In this, they just go, "He did it." You don't need to see how. You don't need to see. No. The, 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 well, no. He, he had, had Listerine, Listerine on the bed desk. <laughs> he looked at the ingredients for Listerine and found out what was the poison. Like like Joker shooting the TV. Great. Great little detail. Beautiful little note. Also, spoilers, but uh, Joker shooting Bob the Gun. <laughs> Bob Gun. <laughs> uh, uh, iconic. I, I like this Batcave a lot, too. It's it's a whole lot simpler than the Schumacher Batcave or even the. I think it's my favorite Batcave like ever. It, it's, it's the most cave like. Yeah, I like the pipes in the wall. I think it's it's up there with. I really like the the Dark Knight Rises Batcave where it all comes out of the ground, um, and the with the water and like I really like that one. Um, but I th- this one's up there too. Oh, here we go. We're getting to the best scene in the movie. Oh yeah. I'm so excited for this. I am too. <laughs> this it, it, everyone knows the line coming up. It should be the tagline for the new Flash movie. Honestly? Oh, that would be Flashpoint good. colon. Wanna get nuts? Nuts. Yeah. Let's get nuts. <laughs> mm. I wonder if that was improv. Uh, I wouldn't I think feel like so. The- this whole movie was improv. <laughs> I, I, the delivery is is definitely improv, and I think it comes from um, his his comedic background. Right, his comedic yeah. background. But I'd say the line was written. Also, what's up with Vicky Vale's one braid on the side of her hair? Yeah, She's I, got like a Jedi. That's like Anakin Padawan. Skywalker. Yeah, she trained to be a. <laughs> right. At some point, we got to watch episode two because there's parts in that movie that are so incoherent that. I need help to understand them. I love that. And by that Wayne. I mean, I need to see a therapist and ask why. Right. I love the uh, the Bruce Wayne shoving her down and telling her to shut up. Like all that. It's great. It's very Bond. Very much. It, uh, I'm picturing um, uh, Pierce, Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan doing that right now, and it would have been perfect. I also love how he's wearing, like, eight layers of clothing. That being said, Pierce Brosnan can't do an American accent to save his life, so I'm really glad that he was not cast in this movie. <laughs> I, I, I love how much trouble he's having to, like, try and tell her I'm Batman without it sounding completely insane. Uh-huh. Like, it's like he's trying to justify being Batman. Well, and it's also, you have to assume, this is the first time he's ever told anyone 
Anyone, yeah, yeah. Outside of like Alfred, and Alfred helps him train. Right. <laughs> I always love how she's just like, I don't know what you're on about. You uh -huh. are an insane person. Please get out of my home. Right. right. <laughs> it's a great scene. It, you know what? This scene. I don't know why, but the thing that pops into my head is uh, the Andrew Garfield Gwen Stacy scene from <laughs> Tasman. Yes, except for and how that's just like them going. For like twenty minutes. <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm so I'm so excited. I'm like no, me too. Me too. It's the best line of the movie. The, him mouthing it is great too. <laughs> also, how weird is Vicky Vale's apartment? Yeah, it's it's. I like that she has a bulletproof silver tray. Uh huh. That's my favorite part. <laughs> and somehow, some way, Bruce Wayne knows that it's bulletproof. He starts for it. Like, <laughs> I like how everyone he knows, knows exactly where Joker's gonna shoot him. Uh huh. And it's the smallest tray, too. Like, it, it's so tiny. I always, in my head, I always forget how small it is, and I picture it as bigger, and then I watch the movie, and I'm always surprised at how small it is. She's also got stale Imagine popcorn sitting on her fireplace. <laughs> just a bowl of popcorn sitting stale on her fireplace. Imagine we just shot him in the head. Like, that's it. That's the movie. Uh -huh. yeah. It's done. I feel like all of Jack Nicholson's dialogue was improvised too. Had to have been. Just, Probably not, actually. But At this point, I'm convinced that Jack Nicholson just painted himself like this, and Timber was like, keep rolling. <laughs> Jack Nicholson was actually... The, the Joker didn't exist. It was created for this movie. It was because Jack Nicholson stumbled on the set one day, and he just looked you like know, that. Um, you know, Bob the Goon wasn't actually <laughs> cast in the movie. Jack Nicholson just pulled this guy on set and everyone was like... <laughs> <laughs> like uh, yeah, he's he pretty just good. filmed around him. <laughs> yeah, pretty good. You're my number one guy? You know, there's, there's actually... This, not, this isn't even a movie. This is like found footage of like Jack <laughs> it's Nicholson a going it's about a his day. <laughs> Tim Burton wanted to make a, a Jack Nicholson documentary. Yeah, let's, uh, let's just record him going about. Going all about of the suits, doing. like the bat suit and the Joker design, that was all done in post. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here it comes. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm 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 trembling. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, oh, not bad. <laughs> why does Vicky Vale have this picture of a of a shirtless guy sitting backwards, painted on her above her? It's great. <laughs> is she also a millionaire? Like this apartment is kind of wild. <laughs> I just oh here it is. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. I, and he I doesn't know. I want to know what his plan was. It also doesn't make sense. The line doesn't make sense. He doesn't set that line up in any way. He doesn't set up. Do you <sighs> want to get nuts? He just. He just. <laughs> he just does it. 
<laughs> it's just you want to get nuts. Let's get nuts. So let's talk about Bruce Wayne's plan. So he yeah okay. So he grabs the fire poker. No, he grabs the tray, uh -huh. slips it under his shirt. Uh huh. Then walks around, grabs the fire poker, picks it up, threatens Joker, and then hopes that Joker will shoot him and be distracted by Vicky Vale to get up and dive out a window. <laughs> Prep time. It's the same. Prep, <laughs> Prep time. <laughs> People say Batman could beat Superman in a fight. <laughs> Can you imagine that? It's Batman and Superman. Superman's like gearing up the laser rifle. He just goes, "You want to get nuts? And <laughs> let's get nuts!" And he, Superman lasers him, and it bounces off his chest <laughs> because he's got a lead tray, <laughs> a lead he's got tray a mirror <laughs> beneath his chest. Oh man, that would have been incredible. That's what they should have done. You want to get Martha? Come do you on. Guys, do you guys Let's ever get wish Martha. that Richard Don um, that Christopher Reeve Superman crossed over with Keaton's Batman? Not particularly. Okay, can we talk about the flowers too? I, I never understood why that knocks her out. I think they're supposed to, or she fainted because she was freaked out, or... I'd be more freaked out by the fact that a psychopath broke into my house and shot my daddy. <laughs> right. Do we ever find out why Joker had such a fascination with Vicky Vale, or was it just coincidence? Um, I'm trying to think. I, I can only assume... I, I'm trying to make up a reason as to, like, oh, he knows that she's with Batman, but he, he doesn't, because at that point, her and Batman haven't met. Right, he doesn't meet... The thing with her and Batman doesn't happen until after her and the Joker have dinner, so it's just, it's a weird coincidence. coincidence. Yeah, I like that they uh, they kind of introduced the origin over halfway through the movie. Right, it's great. And we, uh, I also really like the idea of um, of Joker killing uh, Bruce Wayne's parents. I think I wouldn't uh, want it I'm done like 50 50 on it. I wouldn't want it done in any other I, like I wouldn't want to see that done again. It was neat for this one time. Yeah, as it like as an Elseworlds story sort of what if idea. I like it. Also talking about the uh, the suit design again, this one versus the return suit, the return suit, the the logo is actually part of the cowl and i thought it was for this one too but apparently it's part of the torso of the suit yeah i i thought that too i'm thinking about it now i guess the cowl goes like around the logo yeah or it then... could be both you know that could just be a display suit too well i mean they never they never anticipated taking the cowl off of the suit right that's why in returns when he takes the cowl off he like rips it off and it just looks really spandex uh-huh because <laughs> they never i don't think they ever wanted him to be cowless while wearing the suit so they just never thought about it also really quickly this does not make any sense what is happening right no. now the joker's a joker here and the guy turned to his left as if joker was literally right next to him uh-huh and they're on different channels so if this was but actually also, happening also the guys running this are like we've got interference after joker starts talking as uh -huh. if he's not been sitting there for five minutes right well, and hypothetically, they're on different channels, so you would have to be flipping back and forth to see them talking to each other. 
So, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> It, yeah, it just <laughs> this movie is like it's, it's like looking into a madman's head. Yeah, <laughs> I which is true of Tim Burton. Yeah, absolutely. It's the Candyman from uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Could you imagine Johnny Depp as the Joker, like uh, for this? He would have been too young at this point. I forget how old he is. I feel like he looks older. Yeah, oh, this movie's younger. also 30, 30 years old, so he would have been yeah, like... I mean, for this he's he's what, in his 50s? He would have been in his early 20s? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, he, he probably could have pulled it off, I don't know. Well, I mean, it would have to be a different version. Like, yeah. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to do the uh, Joker killed his panting, which, I'm not going to lie, for years, I thought that was just like Bruce thinking that in his head because the guy that they got to play Jack Nicholson but younger does not look younger than Jack Nicholson no he also doesn't look like Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> I feel like it would have really just been doesn't. easier to put Jack Nicholson there yeah absolutely it would have <laughs> put some makeup on him to make him look a few years younger and hide his face in shadow there's so many reasons <laughs> Like okay, we we all love this film to death. Uh, I, Colin, it's your favorite Batman movie, right? It's my favorite Batman movie, and rightfully so. Yeah, it's easily one of my tops. And it, but there's so much to it that I love because it's so. It's like watching a David Lynch film where everything's so insane that you just kind of have to accept it. I like that it's just such a strong vision from one guy. You know, like yeah. that's I, I love I love that. Uh, and I, well, let me let me re- rephrase. I love that when it's done well. When that's done poorly, it's not good. But I love that when it's done well. Um, and this is a great example of that done well because, like, um, Batman and Robin is a great example of a movie where it's one person's singular vision, and that's a movie where it's not done as well. Um, but yeah, I I think this movie does it perfectly it toes the line between you know gothic noir and it's it's a beautifully crafted film um but like you said it is it's like it's like trying it's a madman made this movie tim burton being an insane person decided to make this this film and i think he did such a great job Is this the ending? As far as... Uh, okay, so what is this rank in your Batman murder scenes? Um, I think that when Joker is shooting, the gun should have been... Uh, I think that the pearls should have been around the back of the gun. <laughs> in a way that wouldn't make any sense whatsoever. Okay, I'm not going to lie. This guy has a much better facial structure for Joker. Uh-huh. Like very thin, very gaunt. This guy would have worked when Willem Dafoe was supposed to play the Joker as yes. young. Yeah, he Jack looks more Napier. like Willem Dafoe. That's it. Yeah. Just so you know, Willem Dafoe was considered early on to play uh, Jack Napier in this film. Mm. Uh, a couple of actors were considered. Willem yes. Dafoe, uh, John Lithgow was actually cast at one point. Right, as was um, 
Uh, we talked about it earlier. Um, uh, b- 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 Robin Williams. Yeah. Are we gonna ignore Batman and his Levi's? <laughs> I feel gonna, he's going for a very Steve Jobs look there. Don't all of the '90s Batman actors have this same outfit with the turtleneck and the glasses? That's how you know they're they're the same person, right? That's the uh, only way you know they're the how same. How are you meant person. to tell? Also, Alfred just ratting out on Bruce like that. <laughs> like, like, Alfred just drops her off and then dips. Yeah, if I were if I were Bruce, I would have fired him. Thanks, Alfred. You're fired. Alfred, there's a reason I didn't tell her. Please leave the premises as soon as possible. You do not have the liberty to spill my beans like that. So, um, something that I didn't tell either of you guys later earlier. Tom Selleck was considered for the role of Batman. I like it. Uh, a young Tom Selleck could have pulled this off had he shaved his mustache. There's, there was there was a lot of actors. Could you I mean, imagine Sly Stallone? Kurt could Russell. you imagine this Batman cowl, but with Tom Selleck's mustache peeking out? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know it'd be like it'd be like when uh, JJJ ties on the Spider-Man suit. It's uh-huh. Spider-Man suit, exactly. <laughs> he's, just, he's got the cigar. He's got the mustache, and he's going flip, flip, flip. Uh, but yeah, so like, I mean, Harrison Ford, Ray Liotta. John Travolta, Bruce Willis, Mickey Rourke. Yes, the um, oh, there you go. That's the shot. That's the good stuff. Absolutely. It's it's just such a great suit. The, the, his <laughs> eyes illuminating before the rest of his body is such a perfect way to do it too. I don't know. I, I, I don't know why people have an issue with this thing. Um, kind of following the controversy of like BBS. Uh huh. Because I mean, if you uh, if you're unaware of it, a lot of people criticised Batman vs Superman for having like direct murder, where Batman just shoots people straight up. Right. And in this scene, he literally blows up a warehouse. Right. Full of people. Yeah, just full of people. But you don't see any of them die. It's true. Once again, it's manslaughter versus direct murder. I uh so yeah, famously Tim Curry was meant to play Joker, but apparently he was too evil. Right, mm. which is that interesting because now it makes um, me wonder what it would look like. Probably would have looked like Pennywise from the original It film. <laughs> but did you know that Jeff Goldblum was also apparently uh, in talks at one point? Interesting. Uh, I just uh, I don't uh, know. If he's the right person to uh, play uh, the Joker, uh, that was my Jeff Goldblum yeah, I mean, impression. Yeah, like, the by is, the way. I there's, there was a whole bunch of like names, like uh, uh, <clears throat> Alan Rickman, Robert England, John Malkovich, Christopher Lloyd, De Niro. At one point, Robert England would have been fantastic. Yeah, Robert I don't, England would have been great. While I while I think so, I still don't think you can top Nicholson. Well, yeah, no. I was about to say, like, all of them are really great choices. Uh, I, I like England specifically because I, I'm i kind of a fan of schlock, and I really like the later uh, Nightmare on Elm Street films where Freddy is basically the Joker and he just cracks one-liners before killing people. Right. But none of them have the eccentricity that Nicholson has. Like, he, he draws you in. He makes you believe that he's just a fun guy. And the fa- then he'll stab you. 
if some if I read that IMDb page where we got all our fun facts from, and it said uh, he just walked on set one day dressed like the Joker, and we just put I it in the movie, it. I would buy it. I would believe it. Like if it said a hundred percent of his lines were imp- improv, I would believe it because he's that perfect for this role. He really he just is. sells like, it. Like that I much. don't see where Joker ends and I where Jack Nicholson begins. Which I don't know if that says more about how good he is as an actor or how how insane how he insane he is as a man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Apparently, so uh, I'm I'm just kind of looking up some casting. Apparently, Steve Martin was. Uh, in it turned down the role of Knox. Interesting. Which, I mean, that would have been. I think Knox probably would have been a bit more likable. <laughs> right. But why is Knox yeah, I, the one that they chose to bring over into Crisis? Out of every character from this movie, why is the only one they can get down their calls? Oh, okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, let's face it. Okay, so Kim Basinger, she's. I, I don't know what she's doing. She, I don't. I think she switched off from society. Nicholson's not returning their calls. He's too busy in therapy or something. He's dead. Uh, <laughs> probably. I'm, uh, I meant to say Miles Keaton, Go is dead, but that's fine. Since, since Birdman, Keaton's gone through a renaissance and he's actually an actor now. Right. I've, and a good one. Then, Very good actor. Yeah. I mean, who else you got? Bob the Goon? He, he doesn't you make Bob the Goon's dead. Scene. Yeah. Oh, the Batwing, though. Yeah, some of the effects for this uh, um, parade are very dated, but at the same time, I mean that the Batwing looks. The Batwing See, everything looks in this movie that is dated, I like because it plays into the style. Sure, yeah, I'm talking yeah. specifically about some of the matting of the actual parade. Yeah. Um, but I just mean like I mean like I can I can buy it. Like yeah, it's, it's well, not great, but I'm like yeah, all right. I'll buy it. Yeah, like, Even the it, Prince it's song. It's not great, but it's what it needs to be. I'm always bothered by the dollar on Joker's hat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw I, it land there, and I just kept on waiting uh-huh. for it to get blown away. I like that Joker finally got his face on the $1 bill, but nobody's noticed yet. Because they haven't done that, like, they haven't shown it. Nobody's noticed. People are just not looking at these dollars. I mean, to be fair, the people of Gotham believed that a guy who has been shown to be a psychopathic killer was just going to give them free money. Well, that's a good point. So, <laughs> it, uh, at this point, I think it's just Darwinism. <laughs> One thing I think is underrated is all of the watermelon-colored toys that Joker has. Oh, um, yeah, the, the purple... Uh, Orangey, like neon orange. Yeah, neon orange and green. A lot of his things are that color, which is interesting, because um, there's no reason for that to be the case. But the he's just got watermelon things. Here's another very say, dated a lot, effect. A lot of Nicholson's lines there should be iconic. Like you said, I want my face on a one dollar bill. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What's it? The, like my plastic surgeon says, if you're gonna go, go with a smile. Right. That's just like, another such Joker lines. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love that shot of the one person trying to like cover their face with the money. Uh huh. <laughs> Man, this is is this twenty twenty? <laughs> that was good. I liked that one. This is another well shot scene too. Um, it's another one of those that's just very chaotic. Also, it takes 
Does Bruce Wayne not live in Gotham City? Why does it take him so long to get there in the Batwing? He's literally yeah. on a plane. He, he's got there. Like, they showed him flying over. He's just, like, flying around now. <laughs> right. He, he's, he's waiting until it's dramatic, because that's all Bruce Wayne is in this version. The the miniature set, I, I really like the floating baby, too, but the miniature set for Gotham City it, here with the Batwing flying through it is so incredible. Uh, it's yeah, one of, no, it I really think, is. probably one of the best uh, miniature cities I've ever seen. Yeah. No, Just in general. You, you believe it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a sucker for a good miniature, though. Like, anytime yeah. I see a good miniature set, it. It, it's really hard to beat a good miniature. Even, even as great as CGI has gotten, it's hard to beat a good miniature. And a bad miniature is all is funny. A bad miniature is funnier than bad CGI. So I wish I we would just go back to Knox miniatures. Just took off his mask and it doesn't affect him whatsoever. Uh huh. None. Because you know, he's good... uh, an absolute unit. Well, Knox. Knox is actually he's a superhuman. <laughs> you know, I uh, want to Knox Bob Knox the Goon is just team the, co- the code name for Clark Kent. <laughs> <laughs> they could have done that. If it were today, if this they, were Batman v Superman, they could have totally done that. I uh, I like how every shot, Keaton's using the full extent of his mouth. Uh-huh. His mouth never closes. <laughs> it doesn't. Him well, when it closes, it just makes that really weird shape. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the, the cowl was probably pulling on his... <laughs> Well, one thing, like, I'm not usually a fan of it, but one of the things I think could have improved this cow is a chin, chin strap. Uh, I'm going to have to pass on that one, Chief. Yeah. I never like liked, okay, I never liked the chin strap. I never liked the chin strap on Batman, and I, I especially don't like it here. I don't mind it if the actor's got a good jawline. And I don't mean this against Keaton. Oh, by the way, uh, an F in chat for my man, Bob. Yeah, absolutely. He does really look like um, uh, uh, Raimi's brother, Sam Raimi's little brother. What's Ted. Uh, what Ted? Ted. He looks. He looks a lot like Ted Raimi. And now that I've seen it, I can't unsee it. I'm surprised that like that the Monarch Theater shows up multiple times in the movie. Yeah, it's a great little detail. Also, the uh, the battle against the moon is yes, so, absolutely. So... Another uh, yeah. a missed opportunity is not having the Batwing be in the shape of the '89 logo, being in the shape of the normal Batman logo. That would have been neat. Yep, it's just another missed opportunity, but that's all right. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I love, how, I love how many weapons this Batwing is like feared with. Like he's got machine guns. He's got missiles. I love how he put the scissors in the front of it, specifically equipped for this specific situation. People, yeah. people talk about Batman and Robin for having the ice skates. Okay, like, I think this Batman the scissors do it, make sense. The scissors make sense to have in that spot on something like this, because if you're like flying through trees or something, you could use it to cut down those trees as you're flying through. Batman flying through trees. Hey, Gotham City has trees. <laughs> God, I've never Use seen a tree in Gotham City. Use the force. <laughs> <laughs> this is the equivalent to the hit me scene. Yes, absolutely. Except for <laughs> this is the same scene. The gun that Joker pulls out makes me laugh every time. 
once again, this is Batman blatantly trying to murder the Joker. <laughs> he just fails because his weapons misfire. Uh-huh. But it's fine because this is a good movie. Batman can kill in a good story. <laughs> Bat the Batwing like crashing down, it's it looks fantastic. It's such a great miniature. It's yeah. Uh, like when it when you see the cars, you can kind of tell a bit because they look uh -huh. like toy cars. Yes, absolutely. But, but other than that, when yeah, when it's like sliding through the street, it looks great. Miniature fire is really hard to do because the flames look so much like like this. yeah it's like fire and water are hard to do because right the the scale of something actively affects what the effect is and they did it flawlessly it was great except for the cars yeah. like you said but the 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 speaking of scale the scale of the batwing i think is something they could have done better because it's it seems to be it a different a size every time you see it like it looks much smaller here now that she's opening it <laughs> The Joker's tongue is, like, out in every scene. Mm -hmm. Imagine I, how uncomfortable. I, yeah, I mean, I've always wondered how they did the prosthetics. Because it, it looks... The, the way it looks, looks... Kind of, like, normal, but not. Right. Which is one of the reasons I... I mean, it's that's one of the things I like. I, I really like the makeup. I know that's kind of... It's kind of an unpopular thing. But I really... I really like the way they did it. I think they, especially given the time, and uh, they just did it in a, a it's it's really unique. Um, and like I said, we'll probably never see a Joker like that again. So it's it's just another one of those things that's kind of refreshing. Yeah, I'm interested to see where the next Joker goes. Like whether they'll go kind of more like this comic accurate route or if they're going to take a bit of inspiration from Phoenix and Ledger and kind of go more makeup inspired. If I had to that guess. Said, you could do both. Right. If I had to guess, uh, Matt Reeves doing it, it's gonna be, it's 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 gonna be the more realistic take. Well, I mean, you could you could have someone's mouth formed into a permanent smile and then have them just put white makeup over the top of it. The the tone I I'm hoping that we see from the Matt Reeves trilogy is this. I want to see the Batman '89 tone. I think it's a really good balance of like the over the top silly stuff with like the super serious Nolan stuff stuff you know what i'm saying this movie yeah, yeah. rides that line really really well and that's where i hope matt reeves uh film operates well i mean we've uh we've got the dc fandom event uh coming up august 22nd i think it is and <clears throat> also the joke i think it's almost guaranteed we're gonna see some batman stuff there i'm guessing yeah. a poster and a teaser trailer I don't think we'll get a teaser trailer. I don't think we've filmed enough yet. We may get a poster and a first look. Well, when I say a teaser trailer, I mean quite literally just a shot of like Gotham and Batman walking up to the edge. I think we're going to get our first real look at the suit. At least I'm hoping mm. so. Because um, all we've really seen is the set photos and the test footage. We really haven't seen the suit yet. Yeah, well, um, apparently... Uh, Zoe Kravitz said that they we would have gotten a Catwoman reveal had coronavirus not postponed the filming. Ah. Uh, Neat. So, speaking of Catwoman, they may uh, be filming from today, according to some reports. So, who knows? Um, Colin, you'll find this fascinating. Uh, Vicky Vale was originally supposed to be played by Michelle Pfeiffer, who was dating um, Michael Keaton at this time. That's kind of fun. 
Yeah. Were they were they dating when Returns? I don't think so. Yeah, that's awkward. Really yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's, that's why Michael either. Keaton. Well, that's why Michael Keaton didn't want her in the movie. He said, "I don't, I don't want her in this movie because it's going to be weird." Um, and then I think when they weren't dating, it was less weird for him. The but yeah, falling through the tower. So just absolutely perfect. Everything in this scene. I think this finale as a whole is kind of perfect. And and it was actually it was supposed to take place. Um, not in the church, uh, but just on one of the streets in Gotham. Um, but they wound up moving it to this church very late uh, in the script writing process. I think it's better after that. I love this whole Absolutely. Bit. Absolutely. Also, another great miniature with the bell falling through the, the stairs. I, one of the things I both like and hate about this scene is it seems very inconsistent how far up the stairs Bruce is. Like, you yeah, never can yeah. really tell. But I think that adds to the suspense of the scene, because you don't know where he's oh, at. Yeah. Like, you don't know how close you, he you, is to Vicky Vale. You could argue that's on purpose. Cause oh, I, I would say so. That, that's done, like... It also kind of adds to this feeling of never-ending stairs just continually going up. Right. Which gives this a much... Like, it makes this scene much higher than it actually is. You know, the, there's the Captain Kirk thing again with the eyes. Yeah, it um it reminds me of the the '90s Ninja Turtle suits. For some <laughs> reason, like this thick rubber cowl with just the eyes moving back and forth reminds me so much of it. <laughs> so, in a modern movie, who would this guy be? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Deathstroke. That's who. <laughs> no, that's too that's too mainstream. Clock King. There you go. <laughs> also, I what always is... find it weird. <laughs> he just has a break that comes out of his hand. Yeah, I saw that. I was just I was just laughing at the dude who jumps from up top and just uh -huh. goes straight through the floor. Uh-huh. This I like the... I like that they kind of they show that Batman's not a complete winner. Like this this one goon just completely destroys him. Yeah. Which I mean Batman in the comics has become too overpowered, I think. Um Yeah. I mean everyone I mean everyone talks jokes about prep time, but it's like you don't you don't see Batman lose a lot, which is kind of it, it's because Batman fans hate to see like Batman more. lose. They can't stand see, that's yeah. what makes Tom King's run so interesting, is he kind of like I don't know, uh explores the dehumanization of like Yeah, you've got this is a character that his most interesting aspect is that he's human. Um but yeah, he, he's human but he just keeps pushing on. Right. And, and and that's what this movie does so well in exploring. Where it, even I think a lot of um, like like even BVS, and I think Batman is the best part of BVS. It's very disconnected from the human aspect of uh, Batman. You know, he's very much like um, he's above everyone else. And I, I really like this movie for for leveling that out a bit. Like he's not. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that it's really to credit this movie. That's just kind of how Batman was at the time. He's um, not perfect, right? Um, he's just a guy, which is one of the things I think is fascinating. Yeah, he's a guy who uses his brain 
and just has a strong will. Uh, that's He's really a guy weird. in a rubber rodent costume. <laughs> He's a guy who throws people down very strange-looking map paintings. <laughs> right. That's the only real kill I think Batman does. Yeah. Like on screen. The the rest are indirect. Nolan's yeah. are are Nolan did a much better job at that. The Nolan films really don't have any I mean, yeah. Anything I'll... close to a direct kill. People die because of Batman, but it's never like Batman killed anyone. Um, yeah, but people people like to say like, "Oh, Bale killed the church full of ninjas but there's a few things there where hey if they're ninjas they can get out of that situation right right and he's not and also, he's also not directly he didn't do responsible. it to kill those ninjas he did it as a distraction and that was before he was batman too yeah you know so that uh, th- there are workarounds for that this one i mean he just directly killed that guy like that guy <laughs> <was murdered. laughs> which once again like i said in a good story batman can kill i don't care i don't care if batman kills in a good story uh, I I am very anti-kill. I think there's certain exceptions to that, but a majority of the time, like ninety-five percent of the time, I'd say anti-kill. <laughs> this scene where Batman just beats the hell out of Joker is so funny. It's great. It's an incredible scene. It might be my favorite Batman Joker scene on film, and I love Heath Ledger and Christian Bale. Oh, I agree. I do too. And like, I, I think their scenes are probably better. Like, they're better written and maybe better acted, definitely. But like, as far as Batman versus the Joker, just as a fight, as what the two characters represent, this is so great. It's also very Killing Joke. Yeah, very. But, like, the the Joker punching the abs and pretending to break his fingers uh-huh. and pulling out the glasses. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I I really, really like it. This whole scene. The glasses, the glasses line always gets me. It's... One of the things um, that I also like um, about it is his uh, Keaton's Batman feels so natural. And I think a lot of that is due to the mm. fact that he's not doing like a fake voice or trying. It's just, it's a little deeper or whatever. He, he's doing a little bit of a growl to his voice, but he just the, feels so the transitions. The transitions from like creature ish uh-huh. to like just like a guy is like really neat because like you know, there's some scenes like you know the the opening scene like where he's is like the creature of the night, but you have this where he's just like he's talking normally. It's like, also being such, sarcastic, and it, it's like it's neat. It's such an incredible. It's such a smooth transition too. It's not like just an abrupt like change of character. It's right, because it still feels like the same guy. It's it's such yeah. a smooth thing. Also, if you if you look. Um, at any scene when Batman's on a green screen, his logo is um, black and white instead of yellow. Yeah. Because I don't think they could figure out how to chroma key out just green, <laughs> and I think it was chroma keying out his chest logo. So I, uh, they did the same thing with R two D two in A New Hope, by the way. If you look, because uh, they shot that on a blue screen, and so they had to make R two D two black and silver instead of um, blue, and, blue silver. and silver. Yeah. 
I, I just saw it there. You can you see it a little bit. Yeah, yeah it was really it was really noticeable in the Batwing earlier. I just didn't have a chance to mention it. <laughs> Sometimes I just kill myself. <laughs> I think I I really like it with the white. I do too. Yeah. I like the gray on yeah. it. That's um. I don't know. I think we're we're taking all the color out of the bat suit always now. I I, I don't yeah. like the all. I don't like the the black belt um that we've seen lately. I, I far prefer the gold or my favorite blue uh, variations of yes, the belt. Yes, Dalton, you like blue over gold. I do. I prefer blue over gold. Um, but I, I I don't like the the gray. But I don't mind it on the oval logo. Yeah. It would know, it would look um, neat with a rebirth style. I like I like the rebirth logo a lot. I do too. I I'm saying a gray rebirth style logo would look really neat. Yeah, but then that would just blend into the suit. Mm, yeah, that's an excellent yeah. point. Unless you did like it, a that, like an inline a live action version, right? Also, uh, so Tim Burton was like in talking about Joker's fall. He was like, "There's a few scenes of technological failure, and that's one of them." Uh huh. I love how Tim Burton hates his own movies almost as much as like just he hates himself. The. Uh... <laughs> The, the miniature here is probably the worst one in the movie. And it's still great. What, the uh, the one of them hanging? Uh, yeah. the It's a miniature helicopter and a miniature uh, building. Miniature version of the church. Um, the the part where the Joker's like the, the chatting teeth are laughing even after his death. That like used to freak me out. It's, it, that is a chilling scene. It's absolutely incredible and one of my favorites in the movie. Also, the velocity of this would totally kill them, even though they didn't hit the ground. <laughs> it would just kill them from shocking their body, but that's cool. Do whatever you, you know, want. Apparently, there was a, apparently there was a scene, uh, according to the guy who plays Commissioner Gordon, Pat Hingle, they filmed this scene where after the Waynes get shot, Gordon like comforts Bruce. Interesting. Mm. And, and this was before, to my knowledge, any major comics did that. Yeah, this would have been pre um, year one, so I guess. Yeah, like the idea of that would have made Gordon. Gordon not boring. This but is then the again, I wouldn't do that because there's no interaction between Gordon and Bruce later. Right. Yeah. That, so that's... it's not really setting up anything. Gordon this is the worst is Gordon we've seen. Much so a background character. Yes. Yeah. He's useless, in, which is fine. That's just what these movies do. We don't need. <laughs> He's Gordon. useless. He he's not. Oh, there's another statue. Um, Gordon's he doesn't matter. Down. <laughs> it's topical. Oh, there's Knox again. Everyone's favorite. Who's your favorite Batman Batman character? I love Knox. He's he's <sighs> coming he's coming back with Michael Keaton for Flashpoint. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get Bob the Goon, Alexander Knox, all these like useless characters. Put them all in a pot. We're gonna raise Bob the Goon back from the dead. <laughs> We're gonna bring Michael Go back from the dead. We're gonna yes. bring Kim Bassinger back from the dead. I don't know if she's dead yet. I don't think she's passed. What about uh, not to my knowledge? What about Bob Kane's wife? Are we days. gonna bring her back from the dead? <laughs> hey, who? We're gonna bring Bob Kane's wife back from the dead. We're oh yeah, give we're him definitely proper credits. 
Oh, we're gonna give him proper credits for sure. We're gonna like Another re-edit thing. this movie, Batman created by Bullfinger. <laughs> Once again, the the logo on the bat signal should have been the '89 version of the logo. But they, I, they haven't seen the Batman thing close up. They're just like, oh, it's a bat. Now. They haven't seen it close up enough to do that either. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no. they, they haven't seen it close they up enough for it to look the just like people were dying. Right. That's no, no, what it. if that's they all made they that saw. out of the, the Bob Kane drawing from the beginning? Remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah what, what if it was just, what if that was the bat signal? <laughs> what if it was just Bob Kane's face? Oh, yeah. I love how this movie and Batman Returns in the exact same way with a love interest that never comes up ever again. Also, <laughs> we're in America in this movie, right? Alfred is still driving a British car. So right. the steering wheel's on the wrong you side of the take, car. You can take the British guy out of the UK, but you can never yeah. take the UK out of the British guy. <laughs> hmm. I guess it's an older car. But it is. it's interesting that this... Uh, it ends. It's almost like the reverse of the ending of Returns. Um, right. Yeah, the ending of Returns is a Catwoman like popping up and seeing the, right. the bat signal, which wasn't supposed to happen. But and then she just doesn't come back up again. Just like Vicky Vale will won't come up. I mean, she'll be mentioned. Also, is it just me or do the ears on the bat suit here look really short? Let me go back. I'm gonna have to go back too. What an incredible <laughs> movie! Yeah, they are really sure. Maybe just like it's—I mean, it's definitely movie. just the chroma key effect, but right. <laughs> if you see the logo, that's just cut out entirely. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> incredible movie. Just, I guess, best way to summarize it is product uh, of its time. It—it's a product of its time, but it's—it's a—it's a good product of its time. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, there's a few things that are are very dated, but they all work in the movie's favor. Um, the movie is better for all of the dated moments, and uh, we're going to be doing another one of these at, at some point soon uh, for Batman Returns. Um, which is a whole nother animal entirely. So this movie was, yeah. you know, it was successful enough to get a sequel and we'll talk about that, uh, uh, next time we do one of these. Um, but yeah, I, I, this is every time I watch it, 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 I watch this movie and I think, man, this is the best Batman movie. And then I watch the dark Knight and I think the same <laughs> thing. And so I really can't decide. Um, but I do, I love this. I grew up, well, I, I, I grew up watching, the Schumacher films and then moved on to this one, but it's, it's such oh, yeah. a, but it's iconic. It's fantastic. It, everything amazing about this film has stayed amazing for 30 years since it's come out. It's timeless. It, it's a dated timeless. It really movie. is. Yeah. It's a classic. Yeah. You've seen it. You've, you've seen it. Yeah. And even Colin, if you haven't have you actively seen it? watched it, you've seen You've seen clips of it. You've seen its inspiration. You've seen its reiterations. Colin, have you have you seen the movie? I, I this is my first time. Definitely, <laughs> I've actually never heard of Batman uh, ever. Um, no, I we, only know of Robin. No, we, well, we want to show this because we know that you're a fan of Alexander Knox, and we thought we'd show you his. <laughs> uh, yeah, his his comic books are my favorite, and seeing him 
brought to life in this film, which is really heartwarming. Well, he was brought to and life they, at first in Crisis. These are just the further adventures of Alexander. Right. <laughs> the uh, you know, the Alan Moore Knox one is one of my favorites. The Dark Knox Returns. It <laughs> <laughs> was beautiful. All right, uh, I guess the it's Killing Knox. The Killing Knox. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Alright, well thank you for joining uh, us. Justice League Apocanox. Sign us off. Alright. The Nox Cut. I can't yeah, wait the Nox Cut. Uh plug your um plug your stuff real quick. Um Bottom Colin on uh, on Instagram. I post uh my lame art and uh costumes and, and things. He posts better art than both of us yeah. combined. It's very annoying. <laughs> Uh, Josh, you can uh, you can follow you over at Brit Edit on Instagram, and you can follow me over at Barrett Digital. Uh, we'll see you on the next either episode of the podcast we do or commentary track. It'll probably be a commentary track. We got some exciting stuff coming up, uh, but this has been the Batman '89 commentary track, and we'll see you next time. Peace out.